And welcome to Girl Code, where we discuss about life, love, relationships, and basically everything and anything under the sun. I'm Jasmine. And I'm Tasha, and you are currently streaming Girl Code on Spotify. Also, if you're interested in having your own podcast, you can do so with Anchor. Anchor is a platform where you can record and upload your podcast, and they even put it on Spotify for you. Alright, so let's just dive straight into the topic. So before we begin, let us introduce our guest of the day. So hello, Hakim. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hi, um, my name is Hakim. Mm-hmm. I'm the production manager here in Titan Digital Media. I work very closely with Jen Hao. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, I love this job. Nice. How long have you been in Titan? I've been here for about four years, one month. Damn, boy. Yeah, wow, four years, one month. Like, calculative. And actually, do you know that you are the second male guest on our podcast? Yeah, so yeah. I've heard. Yeah, Dan was the first one, right? Yeah, he yeah. was. How do you feel being here? Um, Pretty nervous. Oh my god, don't be. Pretty really, nervous, don't be. but... Yeah, don't be. Yeah, yeah I think it's nice. pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty great. Cool. Okay, so today's topic will be a pretty heavy one for some of us. So we're actually going to be talking about losing a loved one. So imagine someone you hold so dear passing on. So that must be quite overwhelming to take in, right? So do you Well, have- actually, I did lose a loved one. Um, mm-hmm. It was my brother. He... He passed away due to cancer when he was only 10 years old, 11 years old. It was a situation where I wasn't prepared. I was quite ignorant back then. How old was your brother? He, I mean, uh, how old were you? Like, um, what's the age gap? Younger, was, older? I was seven years older than him. Oh, yeah, seven years older than him. Yeah, so just a little backstory. I grew up with my mom and my mom had like three other kids with my stepdad. Okay. So they are my step-siblings, but I don't call them step-siblings. They are still my siblings. Yeah. So I needed to take care of them, you know. It was it was pretty tough growing up. When I was 15, I moved in with my dad. Mm-hmm. And then one year later, I got to know from my mom that my brother had cancer. Because what happened was that he was about to go to school in the morning. He was in primary five then. And then he vomited blood. Oh no. Yeah. And then, because I've never lost anyone before. Yeah. So I was, you know what? I'm not going to lose anyone. Like, he's still young. He's yeah. still healthy. You so know? you didn't think anything yeah. of it at the time. Yeah. Like, he's going to improve himself. Slowly, he got admitted to um, KKH. Yeah. They ran all the tests and everything. Yeah. They ran all the tests and it was confirmed because, like, they found a lump in his liver. After a week, they confirmed that it was liver cancer. Right. right. So... Like, it's so weird because knowing my brother, right, he, he's a very active individual. He would always play soccer every single day. He was one of the fastest in his school. He was like the number 100 meter sprinter. Wow. And, and he was, he's able to do more than like 20 pull-ups at his age. Wow. So, so he's very, very healthy, very, very active. I'm ashamed. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> no, even I'm ashamed too. Oh, yeah. Great. So, so when I got the news, I was pretty scared, but at the same time, I, you know, like I thought that nothing was going to happen. Like, you know, there's going to be doctors yeah, that's going to yeah. help him. As time goes by, I got really ignorant because like, like, like I was at the stage where, okay, you know what? He's going to get better. Mm-hmm. He's going to go through chemo. He's going to go through everything. And I wasn't staying with my family back then. I was staying with my dad. And they yeah. were staying really far away from me, like one end to the other end. I rarely met him. It was kind of sad because there are some times where he would message me on Facebook. Yo, um, Hakim, when are you going to come and visit me? 
but I but I would not reply because I was like still in poly back then. In the like rebel phase. Kind yeah. Of, yeah. Yeah. I was still having fun. I was still meeting my friends, going out at night, playing games. Mm. A year later, he got really sick. He was bedridden, mm-hmm. and he went he went through like two chemo two chemotherapy session. Yeah. Then on the third one, he just told my parents that he can't take it anymore. He he said that he really doesn't want to go chemo. He said that if he has to go, he would have to go. He said that he don't really want to go chemo anymore. So my mom and my stepdad, they respected his decision. They tried to make him go, but he said that he didn't want to go. So he because was, of the pain. Yeah, because of the pain. He said that it was very unbearable. Like the first two times, they, 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 they needed to like persuade him. They told him that, okay, if you go for your chemo, we'll get this. If you go for your chemo, we'll get this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and like during that period, a lot of people got to know about his sickness. So there's this MTV DJ called Art Tasada or something. MTV Art, you know who's that? DJ oh, Art. Art, the handsome man. Yeah, so he came over to From like visit. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. So he came over to visit my brother, and he was he was really happy, and That's like nice. and like he was really into skateboarding also. So yeah. the skateboard community in Singapore came to visit him, gave oh, wow. him all the skateboards and everything. So he was still sick, but he he pushed himself to skate. The night where he passed was was one of the most regretful decision I've ever made in my entire life. Even till today, you know, I regret. Why? I regret not being there because because what happened was that I was at the land shop. I was playing games with my friends. Standard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and then after that, I if, if I'm not mistaken, I think my mom called me on my phone, but I didn't pick up. And then someone someone else called me, I didn't pick up. And then my aunt called my cousin. Mm-hmm. And then he picked up and he told me that, Hakim, your brother is on the verge of passing Aww. away. And then I literally stopped what I was doing. I went over with my cousin to go meet my aunt. We were we were at the west side of Singapore and yeah. my brother stays on the east side of Singapore. Mm-hmm. So at that point of time, I needed to rush back to my aunt's house, which was in the west, hitch a ride with them to go to the east. So along the way, I was I was just quiet. I didn't know what to do. And then um, I, was, I was just hoping that I could see him yeah. be- before he go, you know. Yeah, but halfway through the ride, my, mo- my mom called me and said that he has passed. Yeah, it was one of the most devastating experience in my life. Like, I didn't know what to do. I was just crying, in, like, in the car. Yeah, and then once we reached the house, um, he was lying there already covered. And, yep, it was a experience that I wouldn't wish on, like, anyone else because it's yeah, painful. Yeah, So, can I just ask, like, what was your thought process, like, on the ride to the east? During the ride to the east, I was... What was going on? Like, it roughly? felt like the longest ride ever. Right. Like, everyone inside the car was, like, panicking. Like, my aunt was panicking. My aunt was making calls. My my cousin was was just silent. I was silent. And in my head, I was like, is he really gonna go? You know, yeah. is, is, is this really happening? Like, and then all the regrets started coming to my head. Like, what if I had gone to... And meet my brother, you know. What if, what if I had replied to his messages? What if I had spent more time with him? Because I remembered making a promise to my to my brother that one day I'm gonna like once you guys are grown up, I'm gonna travel the world with you guys. Mm-hmm. And and that ran through my mind, you know. I was like, am I not gonna be able to make that promise? Yeah. So there was a lot of things going through my mind. I was I was very confused. I was in a very confused state. I didn't know if this is really happening or this is just. This is just like a scare, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it really happened. And and at that moment when I got the news that he passed, it was just like a blank slate in my mind. Like I you couldn't process. Yeah, I couldn't process. Because that was my first time losing someone very, very close to me. 
and and it's like doing something that you've never done before like you don't know what to do you are confused yeah, yeah so it's the same exact process yeah and then slowly it started to dwell on me that okay he he's gone. he's gone he's gone because everyone is crying inside the car including me i was i was like crying i was like sobbing like mad i i don't think i've cried that much but ever he since. passed on at home is it yeah he passed on at home right there were doctors by his side there were a lot of people by his side that was that was like a special moment i guess like like there were people around him like he didn't he wasn't alone yeah but as a brother you know i wasn't there that was my biggest regret because all because all the family members were there yeah. but yeah. yeah but i wasn't there and yeah that's it's just it's just too much for me to take in at that point of time yeah, yeah. i feel like I just understand. hearing your story is making me very emotional and like very i don't know like just hearing it makes me feel like i can't imagine what you were going through and yeah you were in that position and it's just something very difficult for anyone to cope with and thank you so much for sharing your story and and like really just shedding some light on this because i personally haven't lost anyone yet thankfully yeah, um same but it's just you always think of it you know like oh the only thing certain in life is death and yeah. you never think that it could happen to you, you right? never think, like yeah. like like you wouldn't think of anyone around you dying yeah, yeah. right and then when it happens, I I don't know what I'll, I'll do. Yeah, I, I think I'll feel so lost. Yeah. So yeah. as you were saying, how do you how do you think you coped with it once you? Yeah, you were only seventeen. I was right? yeah seventeen eighteen. I was yeah. I was around. How, how do you had to cope with it? It was it was very tough at the start. I remembered being in my house. I locked myself up mm-hmm. alone for like a week. I didn't talk to anyone. I didn't have the strength, or I didn't have the emotion to like do anything i was just sitting down doing nothing i i I lost interest in a lot of things for that one week but the thing is that afterwards i had a conversation with my dad Mm -hmm. and and surprisingly he he wasn't as sad because it's like because for us we always believe that you know like like we always believe that he's in a better place yeah yeah so so having the thought that he's in a better place makes it a lot better yeah. yeah yeah easier for you to uh, like the like to take in the situation that maybe he's feeling better than he would be doing chemo and going through all that yeah here. definitely like he would go through a lot more pain like you know if he were to go through several sessions of chemo like it was very tough for me to comprehend what it was i mean like what everything was happening it was to, to a point where there was one point where i I didn't feel like meeting my you know like my family because every time i, I meet my family it reminds me of my brother yeah yeah so it was it was very tough for me because like normally when I st- when I go home there's like because my dad works most of the time mm-hmm. so when I go home there's no one around me mm-hmm. so when when you're alone you know it's it's very it's very tough for you to okay like let's say if you're alone you don't have someone to talk to right yeah you don't have anyone to share how you're feeling you don't have mm-hmm. anyone to distract you mm-hmm. so when you're alone you would just infuse yourself with all these negative thoughts yeah yeah and and that was the reason why i locked myself up for like one whole week i remembered writing a song for my brother oh yeah i wrote a song for my brother um and that was part of how the healing process started yeah like i just poured my feelings into the songs that into the song that i wrote for my brother i cried while writing it was tough and then I remembered doing a video and uploading and, and then I, I tagged my mom and then even till today like sometimes, a video of you playing the song yeah nice okay. and even till today sometimes like on the on the day when my brother passed away my mom would share the video Oh. yeah so um, 
it's not an easy process of yeah. healing. Even till today, talking about it makes me sad, makes me want to cry. But at the end of the day, you got to know that things happen for a reason. Yeah. It's in this situation, it's like the process of healing is so different for everybody and i feel like there should never be a timeline on the process of healing like no one should be like oh because someone else went through a passing means that that is the rate that someone heals at like everyone has their own things and as you said you closed the door and you just like wanted to like you just not like you wanted to but you were consumed in your thoughts which do you think that is what you needed for your healing process or was it something that you could have done without could you have done something better to help you well i guess i guess it varies between different uh, kind of the individuals yeah like for me because um i've always been better at like being alone and just thinking about right about everything and like mm-hmm. how am I going to approach a certain situation so I think the one week where I lock myself up I think it's the key to the whole thing mm-hmm. because I think if I were to spend my time outside with my friends I think it would be more of like you ex- escaping yeah. your feelings and right? and also it can either be me escaping my feelings or it can either be me being angry at the fact that you know that that he passed away and I wasn't there yeah. and then it would affect my friendship with my other friends like I may, I may do or say something that's bad so I think it was better for me that I, I was alone and I think about it by myself and, and like just like confront your feelings yeah because I think the biggest battle in life is yourself yeah. for sure yeah it's not anyone else so I feel like a lot of the healing process starts with you actually accepting the situation like I mean it sucks of course it sucks but there always has to be that one foot forward for you to move on yeah. and I think yeah. it always starts with acceptance you know yeah. like, and, and having to I feel like a lot of people they don't accept it and then there's always this like unresolved grief that goes on inside and it it pulls them down you see yeah right but at the end of the day i think this experience serves uh you know like a lesson for me yeah like now i've learned to appreciate my family even more yeah yeah yeah, like if i have any event you know that involves family i would definitely go to because anything can happen yeah yeah so at any time right now it serves me a lesson that family is very important spend as much time as you can with your family before you kind of like regret your decisions or something like that so yeah so is this how you feel with your so-called new normal life like after the passing of your brother and and getting over not getting over but go, going through your feelings this is how your new normal is now like you accept like you um was you're grateful for everyone around you and yeah. stuff is yeah. Do you ever feel like in that moment, like when you, like in that week, right, that you were by yourself, did you feel like at that point you should be spending more time with your family because of what just happened? Because people can, you know, you can lose someone just like that or... I think that what I did was was pretty alright because if I were to spend time with my family, I think because all of us were were in a state of remorse yeah and i think every one of us dealt it our own way possible and 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 the fact that because i was living with my dad uh-huh. You know, I don't want to just abandon my dad and just like, you know. Yeah, but but I know for a fact that that my mom, my stepdad, my other siblings, they are like they have their own way of grief. Yeah. Uh-huh. And there are times where we talk about it, like about what happened, and then we will get all emotional and stuff like that, but it will always end with a smile. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess we have accepted his passing. But at the same time, if he, if he could be here still with us, you know, it would be... Of course, that would be great. be right? great. Like, yeah. we would always talk about, like, 
Oh, oh man. He's still here. Yeah, he would be 20 this year. I mean, like, I wonder how will he look like. I wonder what will he be doing, you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that. So we would always talk about this kind of things and, yeah. On a side note, have you ever tried, like, talking to him, like, as a spirit? There was... Like, there was an Ouija board? No, like, just like, you know, when you think that, oh, I think he's here, like, you feel his presence or there something was, like that. There was one incident. There was one incident, yes. but it wasn't... It doesn't involve any Ouija board. Yeah, okay. It was more of, like, a dream. Oh. So what happened in the dream? I mean, I can still remember. Like, I mean, it's still fresh in my mind right now. So what happened was that because when we were younger, right, we would always play the PS2. Mm-hmm. Back then, it was PlayStation Two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we would always be playing PlayStation together. Uh-huh. We, would, we would be playing GTA. So in my dream, I remembered it was I went out of my room, and then I saw my brother sitting down in my living room in front of the television playing PS3. And this is a dream. Yeah, it's a dream. I st- I can still see it clearly. Then he he turned. He looked at me. He smiled and then after that, he just played and then I sat next to him and then we were playing games. We didn't see anything. We were just next to each other and we were just playing games. And then when I woke up, I was like, I called my mom right away. I called my mom. I called my stepdad. I was like, hey, I dreamt of, of like my brother, you know, like, yeah. like it's so fresh in my mind. Like I was there playing games with him. Yeah. So that was... Do you feel like there's a symbolism to that dream? I mean... Spirits come and like visit, you know, and like yeah, different. I yeah. think I think know. that was his yeah his connection to you. Yeah, I agree because yeah because like the memory that I can have with him since I was young is just playing games with him. Yeah, yeah like yeah. that's the most significant thing, right? Yeah. Do you, you do you think you like dream often? Do you have vivid dreams no, often? No, actually, I just sleep then I just knocked out. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's even more of an indication that he wanted to like communicate with you because it was so like prominent yeah. that dream as you were saying, and he did like playing games stuff. That's so cool. Yeah. Like that's yeah. really nice. It's like when I wake up, I could feel his presence. Right. Like, it's it's like I was there with him, but it was it was very weird to explain. But yeah. That's nice. Yeah, I I feel like these are the kind of things that you know you kind of like treasure. Yeah. Forever. Appreciate the little things. Other than spending time with your family and you said writing a song, you know, expressing your thoughts, like, were there any other thing that you specifically did to actually help with, like, like coping with your loss? Well, I didn't want to say this, but I played a lot of games. Nice. I. <laughs> nice. Yeah, like, like I drowned myself into games. I mean, it's and not really okay. healthy. It's not. I mean, you can drown yourself in work too. You <clears> can drown yourself, but but for me, it wasn't really. G- like a good thing to do Why? but it was it was more of like I draw myself in games because I didn't want to think about it that much yeah but I think that's okay you see I think it's not okay only if you like you know you keep doing it and you never step out of this like drowning yourself in like activities yeah 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 because I feel like everyone has like the right to you know just be depressed for a while yeah and definitely. not want to do anything productive I think that's okay but like there has to be like a stage where you move out of that phase. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's okay. But I'm glad that you, you were strong enough to, you know, get back on your feet la, and, you know, go back to work and go back to, you know, having to do your own things and stuff like that. Man, I really think everyone, like everyone deserves to have that downtime. Like if you're feeling bad, like you're feeling that for a reason. So going through it is absolutely okay. And even if you're playing games, like everyone has their own vices. So yeah. Whatever they want to do is fine. But as long yeah. as you get out of it, which is good. And how do you feel with, with like, do you think you're more empathetic towards when your friends or someone has lost another person now after going through what you have been through? Yep, definitely. Most definitely. Like, I mean, I wouldn't say that I can relate to them. Mm-hmm. But the only thing I can say is that I've lost a loved one too. 
Mm-hmm. Because I don't know how close they are to that person. Yeah. So I don't have that liberty to say I know how you feel. Yeah. Because that true. is selfish of me to say that. Yeah. You know. So, but I do know the feeling, the hurt of losing a someone. But in terms of like the connection you have with that someone, I won't touch that line. I won't cross that line. Yeah, I think that's how I feel too. So actually, there was this study made by this Swiss-American psychiatrist called Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, okay? And she actually deduced that there are like basically five stages of grief that people go through when they basically lose a loved one. So it can actually be uh, broken down into denial, anger, bargaining, depression and acceptance and this is by no means as a it's not supposed to be like a rigid framework of how one should grieve like there's no like like specific sequence it's just a process that can occur at any order based on how an individual is like yeah so it's sometimes because in the order say it's denial anger but uh bargaining Bargaining. depression and acceptance yeah it can like someone can always feel anger first and then denial and then they can feel acceptance but then they can feel depressed like there's so many different ways that people can feel it it's just that we're all unique and whoever is going through something like this you are okay to like feel what other people may not be feeling in the same situation yeah so hakim at which stage during your healing process like was the hardest oh man well what i can say is that like denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance was everything that i felt Mm. yeah in terms of like the healing process to be very, very honest, I don't think I've healed yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's okay. Yeah, I don't think I've healed yet, but I've just come to accept it. It's 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 a very it's a very like it's all these emotions you still feel them sometimes, yeah. right? Yeah, like yeah. there are some times where where I ask like if only things yeah. are like this. Okay. Yeah, and then and then sometimes when I go back and look back, or, you know, like at my Facebook. I see a photo of him. I I look back at his messages. I mean, till today, anger. I still have his messages. Mm. And you know, I I get angry at myself for like for like not being there for him, yeah. you know, for him. And then All and the then little uh, things. yeah. And then on like bad days, I would be depressed at myself, mm-hmm. and like and like, oh man, I should have I should have done better because for me, I always wanna do better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But knowing that in this area I can't do better, it's it's just very frustrating, and that's where anger sets in. Yeah. Yeah, but at the end of like that whole process, I've learned to accept it. So so. Like it's not only during that time that all this thing happens; it's even till today. Yeah. It, even till today, like the same thing, still plays in my head, still occurs, you know. So I won't say that I've healed fully, but I've learned to accept, mm-hmm. like what what whatever that has been happening right now. And you've learned to cope with it as well. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that's that's crucial. I think that's that's really important for your mental well-being. Yeah. And like, I've actually like read somewhere, right, online about this article that said like, um, working out actually helps you to move on in a way because, right, they said that when you're grieving over the loss of someone, your mental well-being is being like held back, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's stagnant. So focusing on your physical well-being actually helps your bal- your body to balance it out. Really? Yeah. I I haven't. So I saw I this like it's true. Yeah, it's true. Do you it's agree? true. I agree. I agree. Like yeah, you work out quite a lot, right? Yeah. So do you feel like it does help you balance out your brain? Yes. Oh, I like don't know. like for <laughs> me. <laughs> I mean, they say when you work out, you release endorphins. Endorphins. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. Not dolphins. Endorphins. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, but. 
But yes, like on days where you see me exercise, right, is actually on days where I feel like... Like absolute shit. Yeah, absolutely at my worst. Mm. Yeah. On like days where every day, bro. <laughs> every other day. Every other day, yeah. Bro, you sad, bro. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so... But yeah, but the thing about the workouts is that they always make you feel better. Yes. Afterwards. Yeah, I I always feel hundred and ten percent better after my my jumps, my run, my gym, and I think that is how I make sure that I'm in a good mental state. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't say that I'm in a very good mental state, but it's stuff like working out, surrounding myself with people who are important. Yeah. Are the are the kind of stuff that I do to make sure that you know I'm in a proper place mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah yeah. I can kind of understand that but okay so when I was like very upset over something you know in movies you see people just like use like put their headphones on and go for a run and so I was like I'm really angry I'm gonna go for a run and so then I started going for a run and I think I was just really tired, so that's why I didn't making think of me the... run would be make me on like well, making me run would make me angrier. What is wrong with you? Because you know you, when you have all that pent up frustration, then you run, then you're just so tired, you don't even feel it anymore because you've why used don't your you energy just try this else? thing called snacking? Um, because then you're just sitting and thinking and then eating then you're like oh my god I ate so much and then it's like even more you know what plays in your head yeah. see this is why people have different ways of coping yes. with things yeah, yeah. yeah prime I example I agree I guess I guess that's a good way especially because working out does make you tired so some time or another you're definitely gonna not think of that as much as you were yeah. pre- before actually for me right uh-huh. I work out to not feel tired what, what? yes it's it's because when I know in, in the week when I'm working, right, yeah. I feel tired most of the time. Uh-huh. I know that that week I've not been working out regularly. Because like in this in this line, I, I need to move about a lot. I need yeah, to move, yeah, move yeah. here, you move there. Stuff. Yeah, and at the start when I, when I first joined the company, I was obese. I was at 95 kilograms and I was always tired every single day. Mm-hmm. And after I started working out, right, I felt less tired in a day. So I was able to do a lot more things and I was able to think clearer and yep. So I was less tired in a day. I wish I could relate with you, but I would one day want to understand where you're coming from. Yes. That's very interesting. I've not heard about that before. How do you feel like now knowing what you've been through? How are you there for other people if they're going through something similar like grieving? Well, um, okay. One thing that I live by is if someone is going through a certain something, Mm -hmm. like you just need to be there to see what what is happening mm-hmm. but don't step or like don't cross her line right and like you need to know like the you need to know when is that the right time oh. to like actually be there and ask or like or like comfort mm-hmm. because sometimes what you think is comforting may not mm. be what he or she thinks is comforting correct like like for me if i were to be there for someone that has lost someone i would just be there keep an eye out make sure that he or she doesn't do things that is you like know? detrimental to yeah. their well-being. Yeah, and just make sure that if at any point of time that certain someone needs help, you are there. Yeah. Yeah, so I think it's 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 a very sensitive topic because mm-hmm. like... I think it's very subjective because yeah. like different people need different support. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. Right? So it really depends on like who you're trying to help and who you're trying to be there for. Yes, definitely. Sometimes 
people like I mean personally I feel like when I'm sad or you know when I'm grieving I just want someone to decide I don't need you to provide solutions yeah. you know like sometimes when I'm like crying and people say oh don't think about it yeah. you'll feel better <laughs> stop crying no just yeah. let me cry you know yes. Yeah. Yes. so I, I think it really depends yeah I just I usually just want someone to be there but I don't need you to say anything yeah yeah, yeah, yeah definitely yeah. like I always tell my friends, even most of my male friends, yeah. that if you want to cry, it's just fine. cry. Like mm-hmm. It's fine to cry. Yeah, it's fine to cry because crying makes you human. Yeah. And to be honest, after you cry, you feel 110% better. <laughs> Correct. Sure. Yeah, and like, I love that you always use 110. <laughs> sometimes 120. But, uh, yeah, but like, I, I yeah, know yeah. what you mean. Yeah, You really instantaneously feel better. Like, yeah. I think it's your body's natural coping mechanism. So why are you trying to like, you know, de- like deny your body yeah. of it? You know? Yeah. Yeah, just cry, boys. It's okay to cry. There's actually one thing that that really bothers me in this whole grieving process. Mm-hmm. You know, when like a close friend of you, um, or like your friends, or like even a stranger makes jokes about about someone having cancer and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yes, sometimes I would laugh at it, but in, inside I'm like crying. So there were like some instances where someone would talk about like like jokes about losing someone mm-hmm. or you know like your your someone someone die okay your this 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 i hope will get cancer so wait oh like like dissing someone yeah i i mean i just think that it's stupid i guess it's like i you need to be like whoever's making jokes just needs to be sensitive like around because yeah. like if you know someone's been through something then maybe not not say it in front of them or around them but i mean it's not like saying someone should get cancer is a nice thing to say so don't yeah. say that anyway yeah. but yeah, I, I get that. Okay, like for example, a lot of this experience happens when I play games. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, everyone is behind your keyboard. Mm-hmm. There's no faces. You don't know who is who. Yeah. Right. And then... They always when, make fun. Yeah, they always make fun. And like, I, would, I mean, like sometimes I'll be like, okay, I did lose that someone. Then, then they'll be like, good. Then I'll be like... Why are people so mean? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. like a lot of these instances appear online. Yeah. But sometimes here and there, sometimes... Have you learned how to tune it out though? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, if someone is the devil, you gotta become the bigger devil. That's true. No, That's I'm true. just Why kidding. Do don't, do that, guys. don't do that, guys. Don't do that, guys. I was just kidding. Don't do that. Like, learn to be the mature one. Like, learn to be the yeah, bigger person. Correct. Yeah. 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 I feel like if someone is insensitive to you, you should educate them. Tell them it hurts. Like, yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. that. I feel like something I've learned along the way is when people like say something that hurts me, and then I try and mask up my hurt with like laughter. It actually doesn't help. It gets worse because the person will keep thinking, "Oh, it's okay to poke fun. You know, it's okay. Just like poke her some more. Like, mm. no." Like, let them know straight yeah. up that yeah. it hurts and you don't want them to do it again. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. I feel like the first time I'll let it go, but then the second time I will I will say something. Yeah, for sure. They'll make fun of someone else and yeah. it's got to stop somewhere. Yeah. I know it's a pretty heavy topic so far, but Hakim, would you like to say like a few words for those who have had similar experience before we end this podcast? At the end of the day, um, yes, losing someone is part and parcel of going through life but just know that things happen for a reason and there's always light at the end of the tunnel mm-hmm. like always look at the positive side of things like like once you start thinking about the negative things everything around you is just gonna uh, it's just gonna be negative yeah yeah but once you tune your head and think about the positive things that's when things would actually get positive yeah, yeah. so if if any of you guys are going through this kind of things and like if you guys are i mean if you guys just lost someone just know that things will get better. It won't be better instantly, but sooner or later. It takes time. It takes time, but you will also be stronger. 
yeah. in terms of like individually and mentally. So that's yeah. true. Yep. That's true. Yeah. Again, thank you so much for sharing your story, okay. and we're really sorry about your loss. No, it's okay. Um, it's cool. Happy to share. Yeah. So, is there anything you think you would wanna like a message to your late brother? Is there anything you'd like to like to say to him? Oh man. Um. Yeah. Meet him in his dreams again. That'd w- be nice. I would just wanna say that I first and foremost I would say sorry. For not being there next to him and also oh man shit it's okay it's okay take your time it's all right you know like it's more of like i wish that you were here so that i can bring you around play more games with you you know like go to your soccer matches hopefully you like play for a club one day you know and like and like just drive you around because you drive like because you love cars yeah and Wait, I think I lost the message. No. It's okay. We, I'm this? sure he got the message. Yeah. I'm very emotional. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. It's beautiful. Uh, like, basically, you wish the best for him. Yeah. Wherever he is right yeah. now, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's very nice. Thank you for sharing. So, yep. With that, I guess we have reached the end of the podcast. And before we go, I just want to remind you guys that it's important to not let anyone tell you how to get over a loss and how to feel when you are grieving. Not even yourself. So your feelings are valid and your grief is your own. And no one can take you, take that away from you and tell you that it's time to move on or get over it. If you're listening to us and you want to have your own podcast too, you can actually use Anchor to record and upload your podcast. Anchor automatically distributes them to multiple listening platforms such as Spotify just for you. Girl Code will also be releasing new episodes every Wednesday, so remember to follow us here on Spotify and Instagram at Ladies First TV for more updates. This is Jasmine. And I'm Tasha, and thank you for tuning in to Girl, Girl Code. Bye! <laughs>